Hello, and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I want to talk about nickel and diming, aka streaming platforms in 2020. Boy, I tell you, we cut the cord years and years ago, and I swear we're getting closer to the cost of cable again. So that's what today, what we're going to talk about. You know, and of course, I had mentioned in in one of my previous podcasts that Mulan, uh, Disney had announced Mulan um, was not, they didn't have a release date yet for it. And of course, right after I had said that, they came out and said, hey, by the way, it's going to release on Disney Plus as of uh, September 4th for 30 bucks. So that got me thinking a little bit about streaming platforms and all the different options out there, what I currently subscribe to. Um, I'm not ranking anything. I'm not rating any one of them. Um, You know, there's a few big ones out there. uh, And we've seen over the last couple of months, since movie theaters are shut down, we're seeing them rearrange the dates of movies. And, you know, Sony had moved Greyhound to Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, which has offered that movie as part of their streaming service at no additional cost, even though it was seventy million to produce it, or the, I'm sorry, seventy million that they paid for it. Um, but uh, as a side note, Tom Hanks wrote this movie, and the cost to produce it was fifty million. So um, you know, it was it was surprising to see them offer it for free or included considering Trolls World Tour is available uh, right now on Apple TV Plus for $19.99 for 48 hours. And when I did the research looking into some of this, uh, Trolls has brought in over $100 million uh, currently uh, to date since it was released. So clearly this new format is actually working. You know, and in late February, The Invisible Man, which is one that I, I was really excited about and was... Uh, eagerly anticipating it to come out because it just looks really good. Um, You know, it was also released on various streaming platforms and it had a $20 price tag. So the return for that one, it was actually 14 times the production budget for that movie. So they shot it for 7 million and it grossed over 132 million. So it's hard to believe that some little independent small movie is going to be, as of right now, the fifth largest or highest-grossing film of 2020. Um, but the movie is now available to purchase for $14.99 or rent it for $5.99, which is actually, now that I think about it, what I might do this weekend. But, you know, studios have switched up things now. They're banking on the fact that we're going to pay that kind of money. Now, $20 to rent when I chose not to. I actually was really close one day. And I just thought, you know, 20 bucks is kind of steep for me because it's just me. I'm the only one in my house that will watch that movie because it's a scary movie. And, uh, you know, so I I didn't need to see it that badly. Um, Now that it's a little cheaper, I probably will see it. And as much as I want to see Mulan, I think the $30 kind of takes me out of it. I, I am not paying that much. Now, maybe if I had two or three kids and if we had gone to the movie theater and each kid was 10 bucks plus two adults plus popcorn and soda and candy and, you know, maybe you're spending well over $30. I'm sure you are. 
Um, and so that becomes more of a savings in a way. But for people that have one or two people in their homes or maybe they don't have kids and they just really want to watch the movie, I don't know that they're going to spend $30 for it right now. I think it's a pretty high price tag. You know, they're banking on the fact that we'll pay this much because one, we want to see the movie. And two, it would cost us more to go to the movie theater for tickets, concession, and all the other things, you know, the ones that you can do dinner now. And I've done that a few times. It's convenient. Um, you know, but they're saving some of the best theatrical releases for the hopeful return for that movie experience. I saw Fast and Furious was pushed to 2021. Um, Top Gun has been pushed to the very end of 2020. That's on my list to go see. Wonder Woman has been pushed for the third time, or is it the fourth time now that it's been moved? And they have until the end of this month to decide if they're going to move it one more time. Uh, so as of right now, it's slated for October. Um, but we're getting close to that point where they may need to decide if uh, if now is is the right time to open up theaters. And I guess we have to wait and see if theaters might be open by October. Um, you know, I'm not surprised they're pushing something like Wonder Woman because it had it made $820 million, uh, the previous version at the, at the box office. So, it, you know, that's a huge number. And I understand why they want to wait for that. I think there are some movies that no matter how good your system is at home, there's just nothing that beats going to a movie theater. And, you know, let's let's go back to Mulan for a minute. The production budget on that movie was $200 million. $200 million. Like, I, my dad would tell, tell me how many, you know, thousands that was, and he always likes to relate those things when, I, when he says something billion, oh, it's $100,000 million or whatever. Um, that's a big number. And as much as I really want to see it, $30 is also a big number right now. You know, I just got done doing furlough with one of my jobs. And so I had weeks where I had no paycheck. And, um, you know, $30, that can get us groceries, that can pay gas, that can take care of bills that we have that don't stop just because the rest of the world has stopped right now. And I think the $30 price tag has more to do with that $200 million price tag that they shot it for um then uh you know and probably with disney having to shut down disney world disneyland you know they lost i think i read five billion from having their theme parks closed this year so if i pay thirty dollars to watch a movie i want to own it i don't want to rent it that that needs to be something that is mine um so who all has streaming platforms? I We had a discussion about this in my part-time job because this is something that we do. And I feel like we're getting to a saturation point. There's everybody and their brother has a streaming service. Uh, we've got Disney+, Plus, Apple TV, Amazon, Prime, Hulu, Netflix, H HBO just came out with one, um, CBS, NBC. I'm sure there's others, uh, you know, Sling, Philo, YouTube, AT&T, and they range anywhere from $4.99 to over $80 a month. So some offer sports, live TV, some charge you $20 for year-old shows. I'm looking at you, Amazon. Um, so as a consumer, are we better off than we were when we had cable TV? You know, uh, like I said at the beginning, I cut years ago uh, the cord 
because of the cost, simply because it was a hundred and some dollars a month. And I was like, you know, we're gone eight hours of the day. We're busy on the weekends. You go hiking, you go do all that stuff. So we're only here in the winter and in, in the evening. Is it worth a hundred and some bucks a month for all of that? And that's why we got really excited with Netflix. And then we have Hulu. Those were our primary. And I'd say they still are our primary. Um, and then we have Amazon Prime. So I will say that Amazon is the one I watch the least um, with the exception of Carnival Row. Now that Carnival Row is out, Amazon has gained a little bit of ground in my book. Uh, but, you know, I, I want to watch NYPD Blue, for example. Amazon charges per episode. This show hasn't been on since I was in high school. And I, I just don't feel that's fair. I'm paying a hundred and some dollars a year to have your service. Um, if you're going to call this Amazon Prime, it shouldn't cost that type of thing unless I want to own it. Uh, you know, Netflix have gone, th their costs have gone up over the years. They're still my primary service, so I'm willing to roll with it a, to a certain extent. But they are approaching my threshold. They're getting to a point where I don't know that I'm willing to pay that anymore. Um, we did recently upgrade our Hulu Live or Hulu to Hulu Live so that way we could get some shows uh, that we had really wanted. But, you know, again, with them, we also pay for ad-free programming and it's no longer what it used to be. Um, and especially with Hulu Live, there are certain shows I think they're contracted to have a certain amount of uh, commercials during that show, regardless of if you pay for commercial free or not. So I don't feel like I'm getting quite my money's worth there. Um, but they were the the one out of all of them that we tried. They were the one that we liked the best. Um, you know, and, and Hulu, uh, other than Handmaid's Tale, I don't know that I would that I would really care about having them for a streaming platform, but you know, that show is worth it. We liked their live programming. So we we went with it. You know, Disney Plus, I have currently, but I got that free because of my cellular service. I got it free through, I think it was Verizon. Um, you know, but really I was actually looking through all the stuff the other day and I thought other than Star Wars, which I watch repeatedly, I own all the Star Wars movies. So why does it matter to me if I have Disney Plus? Um, there are very few reasons for me to have it at this point. So I think once my year is up, which is coming soon, uh, I don't know that I'll continue with that. And I think I think we'll start to see some of these things change after these free offerings. Um, you know, with Verizon offering free Disney Plus, Apple offers free Apple Plus TV for a year with a with a purchase. Um, you know, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see how those numbers shake down after these one year timeframes are up if people continue. Um, I, I honestly just don't have time for all of this. I I can't even keep up with all the new stuff out there these days. Uh, to be honest, if, if I'm looking for something to have on in the background or at night getting ready to go to bed and I want something just on, I always put on Grey's Anatomy season one season one through season five, but season one specifically is my favorite. Um, you know, that's that's really it. If if it's something that I'm wanting to watch a little bit more closely, I'll probably actually put on Downton Abbey. But 
other than that, that's that's all I want. Uh, I will go back to the movies I've purchased on my Apple Plus, uh, Apple TV Plus, and so I pull all the movies and TV shows that I've purchased over the years on there, and that's what I keep going back to. Um, you know, at what point are we going to say enough is enough? There's too many options. I'm overwhelmed. I, you know, or you look at your bill and sure, it sounds great when somebody says our service is only $4.99 a month. Well, your service is $4.99 a month. Your service is $6.99 a month. That one's $17. That one's $6. That one's $4.99. Well, if I actually added them all back up again, now we're right back to where we were 20 years ago when we cut the cord. So I don't know that we're that we're gaining anything at this point. And I think the more they split off, the more they they separate themselves from one another because everybody wants a slice of the pie. I think we're going to get to a point that it's just saturated and people are going to stop um, stop participating. So that's that's my prediction. I guess we'll have to wait and see if that truly happens. Um, there's some really good stuff out there. I, I just don't have time to watch it. And I'm sure it's good. Uh, I've seen some amazing commercials. Um, I actually saw one for the Sci-Fi Network the other day. I didn't even know they were still out there. So, you know, that's the problem. There's so much. It used to be if you wanted to watch this show, it was on Wednesday. That show was on Tuesday. And you just knew. And if you missed it, you missed it. I still have never seen the end of ER. Um, Simply for that reason. I had a track meet, so I was gone. And I wasn't able to watch the end of ER. But you know, it is what it is. And uh, I just think so many choices become overwhelming. People end up going back to what they know and what they're comfortable with. And in the long run, all these brand new shows will end up suffering, even if they're great. So that's my two cents. Uh, Just on being nickel and dimed, I feel like we're kind of getting to that point. So I'd be curious to see what your thoughts are. What do you use for your streaming? Are you happy with them? Um, are there any shows that are must-sees right now? Um, I, The ones that I go to are Carnival Row, Handmaid's Tale. Um, maybe those are the only two now that Game of Thrones is done. Uh, those are really the only two that I care about. Um, so that's it. So drop me a line, nerdgirlmusings at gmail.com, or you can go to Instagram or my website, all nerdgirlmusings. And uh, let me know what you think. That's all we have for today. Take care and be well.